Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. It's day four of yoga teacher training. For those that are in the training, it's day four. So just to put that out there in front of you, day four, what a day it will be. It'll be a very intriguing and curious day. And every day we're building on top of something. That is for sure. We're on quite the journey. And offering you various different angles in which to see yourself, and that will continue. Yes, lucky you, that will continue. And what you'll notice during our time together that we're in this kind of shoot. We're in a shoot. And that shoot will start to narrow, and it is. We're getting more specific and more specific in terms of alignment, breaking down poses, more specific about themes, more spe specific about the questions in which we ask, the conversations we're having, the activities, and these kinds of things. And that is by design. So you get to see yourself. And this morning is no different. And that's what we're doing here. We get to be here. I'll lay this out as clearly as I possibly can, and we'll see how that goes. The attempt is to be coherent. <laughs> and to offer you something that you can relate to in your life. And so really consider that this morning, the theme, the theme. And the theme today is perseverance. And you think about perseverance and the word perseverance and your relationship to it, and that's intriguing. You'll have an interpretation of perseverance and a relationship to it, for sure. One common interpretation around perseverance is like toughen up and push through. You know, it's like, okay, I've got to toughen up and push through. That's one common relationship to perseverance. And so just think of yours, whatever your relationship is to perseverance, because that's useful. And then if you think about perseverance and what's the opposite of that, it'll sound something like, to hell with it. <laughs> something like that. Perseverance, we take something on, typically, Yes, I'll take this on, I'll take you on, I'll take this task on, I'll take the world on, whatever. And there's a level of perseverance that has to be attached to that commitment. And then the opposite of that is dumping our responsibility. Yeah, it's not important. No, to hell with it, these kinds of things. No, I will not go on a handstand. No, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> And so that's what we'll explore here, but then throughout today, this experience and your relationship to perseverance. In the attempt that you update your relationship to it, that's what we are, that's the, the deeper intent here, is that you update your experience and interpretation of these concepts that are so prevalent day to day in the human experience. Because often we don't do that. It's like something is just passed on to us, we adopt something, and that's just how it is, and that's the way it stays. And that's not ideal, because either we outgrow it or outgrows us kind of experience. And so up on the board, I always like to put some distinctions, and I put some distinctions up. On the left side of the board, it says, to hell with it. And so what does that mean, to hell with it? Well, let's explore that. Being offended. Thin-skinned, or I already know enough. I already know enough, which is arrogance. And so if you think about you, the individual, one is going to be more prevalent in your practice. Maybe you lean on the side of being offended. 
Maybe you're on the side of, eh, I don't already enough. I don't, I don't need to know anymore. I already know enough. The arrogant side of you. And that's worth defining. Which extreme are you more comfortable with? Both are unattractive. <laughs> that's for sure. Both of those choices are unattractive. Those outcomes, absolutely. If you ever spend time with somebody that's perpetually offended, it's very difficult to be with them because there's nothing to say. If I say this, you'll be offended. So best I don't say anything. And we'll just stare at each other and see how that goes for a while. <laughs> it doesn't work out very well. There's not much relationship in that. And at some point, you'll abandon the relationship. At some point. And if you're smart, you do as quickly as possible. Because that's the recipe where you can't be yourself. It's impossible. Because you're too offensive to somebody. And if you stay in a relationship like that, it'll crush you. And if you've been in a relationship like that, or are in a relationship like that, you know what I'm speaking about. It's a crushing experience. It doesn't feel very good. It's constricted. If you've ever spent time with somebody that is the know-it-all, that's pretty tough too. That's definitely tough. Somebody's not so interested in what you have to say. And it can come across like you're stupid. Like, keep your ideas to yourself. I already thought of that, and it doesn't work. So just be quiet. That's probably better. It is for me. Probably not for you. But do it anyways. <laughs> That's the messaging that can come across, which is a tough message. And it's certainly a tough environment to live in. And over a span of time, and not much time at all, that will crush. And so those are two prevalent experiences that we can live out, live out. And again, making this relatable to your life. What it leads to is being perpetually disappointed. I'm hurt or I'm bored. <laughs> Hell of a thing, isn't it? Wah! And again, perhaps you could see yourself in this. Which side are you on? Do you get hurt often or are you bored often? And we toggle back and forth sometimes, but one is more prevalent. And this is good for you to know and to see yourself in this conversation. Because if you can see yourself in this conversation, you can see where there'd be some constrictions in your relationship and the experience you're creating for other people by behaving this way. Stress, and this is a stressful environment, these two experiences. Stress disrupts us inside for sure. That can lead to anxiety and depression and so on and so forth, and down that chain, which is pretty unpleasant. And it creates fragility. So it creates, creates stress within, stress out as well within relationships, tension, and ultimately creates fragility. So we become fragile. And as we become fragile, we break, we crack, we fall apart which is difficult to live in that experience when you're cracking and falling apart and you gotta pick yourself back up and then it happens again. It's like pick yourself back up. It's a lot of energy. And we can exert a lot of energy towards these experiences. And that's how we can lead ourselves into a state of exhaustion. 
and there's plenty of people that are exhausted in this world. It's one of the things that I've noticed owning this place for the last 12 years, the state in which people arrive. It's like, whoa, like the walking dead. And that's how it can be sometimes, overwhelmed and exhausted. And life is heavy, and we know that. It's heavy enough, and the idea is not to put more stress on ourselves. And we have a tendency of doing that, unconsciously for sure. And that's one of the benefits of starting to understand your practices and how you challenge yourself and the weight in which you put on yourself. You put on yourself. I said that twice for impact. <laughs> what ends up happening is it's a confrontation. You're a walking confrontation. We turn into a walking confrontation and we become defensive. And we spoke about that last night, a riveting conversation last night around confrontation and defense. And what happens when you get confronted? The tendency is to get defensive. Ha! I'm on alert. This isn't safe. I'm not safe. You're not safe. I have to defend myself. And so best I do that as quickly as possible, the way in which I know how to do that is I get frustrated or I get mad or I get angry and rage, these kinds of things. And I look to dominate the threat as quickly as possible. The threat typically is other people. You're a threat, and I need to eliminate you as quickly as possible is the message. Ha! And we can be on defense often, often. And so often we don't know anything different. That's the risk. And when that occurs, we withdraw. And you'll notice that. In confrontation, at some point, there's this withdrawal, withdrawing away from other people. And in that is loneliness. <coughs> You're a threat, I need to dominate you, and then get out of the situation as quickly as possible to protect myself. I'm no longer with you, I'm with me, that's better. We do that here, I'll do it there. If I do it here, I'll do it there. And we're putting up these invisible walls in some ways of self-protection. Because the, the, the thought process is, if one person's a threat, that means everybody's a threat. And that's how we can move in the world, to see people as a threat. And how that can create this experience that the world is not safe. I'm not safe. I am in the world with a bunch of walking Monsters, <laughs> monsters, people that will hurt me. And in the extreme, in this strategy, this experience, is like a shut-in. Somebody that does not leave their home. That's like an extreme case. I'm not safe, I will not leave my home because it's not safe. If I do, I'll be hurt, and I can't do that. It's too painful to be hurt, so I won't engage with the world. Or I'll do it from behind a screen, or peering through a window, or whatever it may be. And these days, it's much more easy to stay at home, isn't it? <laughs> it's so convenient. And what's happened over the last couple of years speaks to this, that others are a threat. If you get too close, you'll die. 
That's been the message. It's intense. And that has an impact on us that is not easily shooken away. Because it speaks to something that's already there. And all, all that's happened is it's been strengthened. It's not like this new invitation, this new thought, this new experience. It's playing on our fears. And the fear is associated with survival. And it's very challenging to get out of that mindset. It's a fixed mindset that you're not safe. And to notice what that does to you. Nothing good, that is for sure. And it challenges the very thing that we want and are pursuing is relationship, connection, intimacy, a sense of safety and security. We don't get that the way we get that in relationship with others. Meaning we can't create that on our own the way we can with others. It's like we're safer in numbers. <laughs> and that's true. Two people are better than one. Four people better than two. And so on and so forth. And that's why community is so, is so important to us. Because we're not on our own. We don't do well on our own. And there's plenty of people not doing very well these days on their own. And they'll be very challenged to re-engage into society. Are now and will be in the future, which is unfortunate. But it's also our responsibility to engage, engage, and to find a way to engage. It has to be that way. And that's where perseverance lives. To see the value in pursuing relationship, connection community, and to be after that in a meaningful manner. Because if not, it will pass us by. And at some point, we'll be old and lonely, and then we'll die. That's the reality. And that reality is waiting for all of us. And it's like, OK, maybe that's not a good outcome for my life. And if I shifted and changed some, changed some things here, present time, perhaps I could prevent that from happening. And taking preventative measures now, sacrifice what you must here, so you can have the kind of experience you want later on in life. And that will happen through relationship, absolutely. And so the noticing here is how you relate, not only to yourself, but how you relate in relationships, and how we can, you can, make it difficult to be with you. And on the left side of the board, what we just spoke about is how you can make it difficult for other people. If you're perpetually offended, nobody can speak to you. If you're perpetually bored or know enough or are draped in arrogance, nobody can speak to you. And if there's no communication, there's no intimacy. And we know that. We definitely know that. And so the idea is to notice how often you say something close to, to hell with it. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I don't have the will. Where we give up. Where we give up. Where we give up. Opportunities, experiences, ourselves. To hell with it. You can't teach me anything. To hell with you. This pose is boring. To hell with it. This Kriya is too difficult. No! I won't risk it. 
what you'll notice through your morning is these examples that pop up for you. You have choices. Chanting, mm, scary. Somebody might hear my voice. I'm going to squeeze my voice. So there's not much coming out, just a wee bit. These kinds of things. These are all examples through practice where we constrain ourselves. Give ourselves up over and over. I know I, had to, I know I need to have this conversation, but I won't have it. And becoming the perpetual avoider, which is detrimental, absolutely. Because what ends up happening is we can no longer count on ourselves. When we stop being able to count on ourselves, what do we do? We reach out of, our, we reach out of ourselves. Nicole, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> tell me what I need to do. I don't know. Please tell me what I need to do. And that is the stretching apart where we lose ourselves. And so you know all of these things. You've lived them. You're living them now. And so to get out of the trap is redefining your relationship to perseverance and what it means to you. I've given you a few examples over the days about um, some of my challenges. And touch was certainly a challenge for me and still is in various different ways, you know, like physical touch. And that's one thing I would say to myself. It's like, it's not worth it. It's too unsafe. It's dangerous. Being touched is dangerous. It's unfamiliar. It's awkward. Don't do it. Don't confront that side of you. I said that for years. And it left me withdrawn and lonely. It's very difficult to overcome that experience because I was so willing to give that experience up over and over and over again. And so many examples where I can see myself saying, to hell with it. I have this interesting experience happening here in my space. <laughs> oh, these lessons, I tell you. You know, it's okay, I'm framing out this theme. It's like, okay, this is interesting. What pops up? Uh-huh, example. It's like, okay, you want to teach this? Then here's the example to live it. And so that's what I have to do is it seems that there's somebody in my space stealing from me. And it's hard to turn away from that based on the evidence. And so now I have to make this decision. To confront it or to say to hell with it. And there's a part of me that wants to say to hell with it. It's not that big of a deal. Because part of it is what I have to confront. And there's this element that you don't deserve good things anyways. So this is what you get. And if I was to confront this and say you're fired or get lost or whatever I need to say, what does that mean for this place? Will I be shorthanded? Will experience suffer as a consequence of my decision to remove somebody from my space? Will it impact the teacher training, a guest experience, these kinds of things? And so that's what goes through my head. And in the past at times, it's like, it's not worth all of that, so don't bother. To hell with it. 
But what I sacrifice is values, my own integrity, and allow people to take advantage of me. And I've allowed that in my life. I've been taking advantage. It's disturbing to even think about. But there's a part of me, like my values, I attempt to be generous, be of service, and give people opportunities and these kinds of things. And that's bitten me many times. And so it's a conflict point in my life. How to stay generous, but also confront where there's inconsistencies in that. And to remove people that are undeserving of my generosity. And this is a place of maturation. I need to mature myself yet again here, because yet again, there's an example. It's like, OK, what are you going to do, Kevin? <laughs> you know, and the last thing I want to be is a walking hypocrite that I teach this stuff, but then don't live it. That would be weird. Common, but weird. <laughs> and so that's what I'm confronting today. It's okay, I gotta pick up my responsibility. And it is mine, and mine alone, to pick up and to confront an inconsistency in my space. Because if I don't, I already know what's going to happen. Not only will I suffer, but everybody will suffer. That's the reality. And so on the right side of the board, perseverance. Pick up your responsibility and resist the desire to cart your stupidity forward. And I find that so interesting. And that is a message directed at me. Resist that desire, Kevin, to keep hauling your stupidity forward. To continue to create the outcomes you know that don't work for you. So stop it, damn it. Put the line down. Even my daughter was saying this to me the other day. She's like, you give pe people too many chances. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I do. And that's connected to my past, because in my past, people have given me a tremendous amount of space to be stupid. And I needed that. People saved me from myself. I couldn't save myself from myself, so people saved me. And I believe in that, to give people the opportunity and to recover from being stupid, because we're stupid. We make mistakes. But there's a way to recover from our mistakes. And that has to be in the forefront, that I've made a mistake, and I take responsibility for my mistake, and I make new promises. That's a different kind of recovery versus avoiding. Reveal your vulnerabilities. I'm doing that here. The resistance I have to confronting unpleasant experiences. Moving into these kinds of confrontations. Rocking the boat! <laughs> but then I'm also a challenger, which is kind of strange. And so that's a contradiction. I like to rock the boat, and then sometimes I don't like the boat rocked. <laughs> it's fine if I'm, if I'm rocking the boat. It's fine if I am in control rocking the boat. But please, please, do not rock my boat. And these are the contradictions that we can live in. And if I can withstand the pressure in this experience, and this is true for each of us, if we can withstand the pressure of revealing our vulnerabilities and standing straight up in the world and confronting what we need to confront, we become tough and resilient. And that is a big deal. And that has to be earned. That is not simply given to us.
to become tough and resilient in this world must be earned. And it's earned through the very places we don't want to go, where we can spend a lifetime avoiding the things we know we need to address. That's what's so fascinating. You spoke about that last night. As an example, how you don't want to be seen as a teacher. That is a horrifying vision, isn't it? How you don't want to be seen as a teacher. And then you broaden that out to life. How you don't want to be seen as a human being in this world. Equally horrifying. And the confrontation that is on a daily basis. Life is one grand confrontation. <laughs> one confrontation after another. Go to Starbucks, confrontation. I don't know how to get your order wrong. Try to walk out the door, nobody holds the door for you. Confrontation. And you walk outside, there's a ticket on your car. Confrontation. You get in your car, somebody cuts you off. I mean, it goes on and on. You go to work, somebody stole your pencil. Took a bite out of your sandwich. I don't know, whatever. All the things that happen on a daily basis, like one confrontation after another. And so we can work ourselves into this frenzy where we're confronted in defense. And one of the values you got out of the conversation yesterday was how you deal with confrontation. The emotion in response to how you deal with confrontation, which is very rich. And the value attached to that is immense. Last night conversation gave you an access to the pathology of your confrontation. The pathology of confrontation for you as the individual, which is immense. There's a lot of information attached to that. Because what you'll notice today when you're confronted, and you will be, what arises within you. <laughs> and you'll know it very well. And that's what's so interesting about the human experience. We're so damn predictable. So damn predictable. And once you start to understand yourself, you'll understand how predictable you are. And that's a good thing to know. Every confrontation is a recipe to experience the same thing you experienced from the last confrontation. Same emotion, same behaviors, same outcome. And knowing that is good. Because when it comes to visit you next time, like today, now you have something to work with and to practice out of. Because if you don't, you know what's waiting for you. You'll withdraw and you'll be lonely. You'll attempt to do that here. It's already happening. You'll attempt to do that here, in this setting, to withdraw yourself from the community and to be lonely. And you want to notice when you do that and what you are sacrificing. It's everything you say you want. That's the sacrifice. That's the betrayal. Yes, I say I want intimacy and connection and communication and safety and security, but right now, to hell with it. That is less important than me protecting myself, withdrawing, practicing what I know, and so I can be by myself and sulk and pout and huff and puff. And I don't know, throw a tissy, <laughs> something like that. And we need to do that sometimes, of course. We need to do that sometimes. But how often do you do it matters. How often? And if you do it often, nobody can trust you. You'll never be there. You're too busy being offended or bored and on, on your, off on your own. And if nobody trusts you, they won't be with you. 
And that's a tough thing to grapple with because it's already happened. It's happening now. The good news is you have a way to reverse it, to be much more consistent in your life for you, for others, for your life, and to practice outside of this experience, to hell with it, to hell with it. And so I do have a question for you, just to make this real for you. If you think about what you say, that aligns or is close to, to, to hell with it, what do you say to yourself out loud sometimes? What's your own unique phrase you say when you give up or nah? <laughs> Interesting, isn't it? The energy. Great. What else? Life's too short. Yep. Life's too short. What? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. Thank you. Like yeah. Same shit, different day. Same shit, different day. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Nicole? Okay. Yep. Fuck it. Yeah. That's a stiff one. Okay. Good. Anybody else? I'll start tomorrow. Thank you for that. Yep. Yep. Manana. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Very good. Anybody else? Your own unique. Okay. Okay. Very good. How the hell did I get here? I mean, not here, but. Yeah. So this is an interesting view, and one worth tracking today, because it will bubble up. And it'll be right there. And you have choices to make. And what you'll notice is your desire to choose what you know. And will you choose something else? Much more aligned to your intention, what you're doing here and what you're pursuing. And so that's the attempt today. Let it be wildly rich for you. And we'll continue to deepen these conversations as we move ourselves along. And by the end of today, you'll know yourself that much more. The wonder that you are. <laughs> Ready for the day? Fantastic, day four. Are you ready, Serena? It looks that way. Ha. Okay. I'm gonna move to your mat. Mat, move to your mat. <laughs>